Hi, welcome to Awake TV. So today, Sue and I are going to talk about flow and divine timing. Enjoy! Okay, yeah. Hi, welcome to Awake TV. So today, Sue and I are going to talk about flow and allowing divine timing. Yes. So we think this is an important topic and a timely topic for both of us, the experiences we are experiencing right now. And this is one of the core of the manifestation. So letting go and let go of our control is super important because based on our experiences, you know, depends on how hard the life we have, harder we get we want to have a real control in our life so we want to be kind of like control freak so we don't really want to let go and let the universe make it happen because you never know right unless you are the one of those lucky people like things gonna come to you even though you're not really doing much and stuff which those people exist and when you carefully observe those people they are not grabbing tied onto anything. They're pretty relaxed. So we want to talk about this secret with you guys today so you can include this into your life. So Sue, can you talk about this? Sure. A couple of weeks ago, we talked about the law of intention and how important it is to um, start taking action toward things once we intend to do something. So we make steps. And we make uh, actions in, in the direction of those steps and that intention. The one thing that can cause resistance in this process is if we hang on to something too tightly or we hang on to the expected outcome of what we intend, okay? Because sometimes it's going to show up a little differently than we imagined initially. Usually it shows up better than we imagined if we let go and we're not so tightly holding on to, okay, well, this happened. That's not what I intended. Okay. But maybe it happened for a reason. And what Erica was saying earlier is we've been going through this, me and her. And so we have a couple examples to give you. So for example, I went to Florida and we went on our little vision quest to um, find our home. We found one that we thought was absolutely perfect for us. We fell in love with it. The energy felt good. And then when the inspection happened, we found out there was all kinds of things that the house needed fixing. It was an older home. You couldn't see it when we did the walkthrough, but when the inspector went in, that's when we found out about it. Now, part of my intention when, when we left for Florida was uh, to have a move-in ready home that we would not have to fix. I spent 20 years fixing this house that we live in. It's all good. I'm really happy the condition it's in when we sold it, but um, I don't want that again. And so I refined my intention. So the flow part, where does flow and divine timing come into this story? Well, Erica said to me as I was driving down there, and I was actually bidding on another property, and that didn't work out because we found out some things about it that weren't advertised that should have been. She said, you know, how about we just uh, remember that little uh, session we did together where um, we were talking to Yeshua, Jesus, and um, Yeshua told me, you know, if you don't find exactly what you want, 
um, relax, let release, and uh, maybe rent an Airbnb while you continue to look. And she reminded me of that on my trip down there when that first snafu happened. And um, I said, okay, I'm just going to ride this. This I'm going to look at it as an adventure. My intentions are set. Let's go with it. And so I felt in the flow the whole rest of the trip because I met a great inspector. He's the one who told me about the first house. And so I decided he would be my inspector for the second house. And then he introduced me to an amazing real estate agent, which I had had trouble with too. And this guy was great. And every person I met in every restaurant, grocery store, parking lot, we went to a park. There were two volunteers that were there for the park. They were awesome. I mean, everybody I met along the way was helpful and had information and showed us the right way to do things in Florida. I mean, I know how to do things in New York. I don't know how to do things in Florida when it comes to real estate. There's different laws there. So we were perfectly guided and I felt really, really good. And even though the second house um, didn't work out and we backed out of the contract, I also knew that I was in flow because that house wasn't for me. The universe knew that my intentions were to have a move-in ready house, not a house that I had to fix. So I found that information along the way. Now, some people go, oh, that's awful. And now, you know, blah, blah, blah. No, it's not awful. It's actually perfect because um, the divine timing is in play. I know that I will have just the right house for us and uh, for me and for my family. And I didn't see it yet. And that's okay, because I know it's still coming. And have I had fears at times? Um, I talked to my good friend, Erica, and I and I talked to my husband, and I talked to myself, I go within. And I have a conversation with the God within me, my higher self, my angels, my guide, my spirit guides. And I say, okay, you know, feeling a little fearful right now. Uh, help me out, guys. Um, what is it that I need at this time? Help me find that. And I invite them in and I invite them to intervene on my behalf. And I always, always feel better. And, and the fear just kind of floats off of me. So the, pers- the people that you were talking about earlier in our conversation, the ones that seem to have just everything come to them without really efforting, I know what that is. And I want to mention that really quickly. It's two things. Number one, they don't attach. They just know it's coming. Why do they know it's coming? Because they believe they deserve it. They have a belief that they are, that, they, that good things come into their lives and that they're worthy of it. And those are keys to manifesting anything that we're looking for in our lives. I know I'm worthy of having a home that's comfortable. It's in my price range. It's in the area I want to be in. And my family's going to love it. And I'm not going to have to fix it. So with those things in mind, I can flow. It's difficult to flow, I think, when you don't think you deserve something. And so that takes deeper inner work. When you know that you are capable of doing whatever you're trying to to accomplish once you set your intention you're going for it then things then you trust that and you go into flow and you know that the universe is conspiring to help you get there and it's going to give you exactly not exactly what you want 
but what they know your spirit wants. Because all these things that we don't even say to ourselves that we want, they know about them. Our subconscious desires, the universe knows what our subconscious desires are, and they're not going to put you in a place that's going to go against what you truly want. Um, Does that make sense? Yeah, it does. I mean, I happen to be having one day, no, two days seminar with my mentor, Peter Sage. He's an amazing guy, you guys, if you don't know who he is. Um, he's a perfect combination of spirituality and the business um, melt into together. I haven't met anyone like that who's actually making multi-millions and being super spiritual. But anyhow, he, today's exercise was exactly like that. Your self-worth, or how you think about yourself and then how you are dictating your life. And subconsciously you are like Sue said, trying to manifest the things you always wanted but never had it when you're a child. So I discovered what it was, like five different needs I didn't have. And then when you kind of looking at it, either in career or either in love or either in life in general, you're always looking after that goal, but depends on how you are thinking about yourself. Like, are you worthy? Then, you know, uh, we tend to get attracted to the wrong partner who they're gonna never give you what you're looking for, just like your parents or whatever, right? So, or a job you never liked, but you decided to do it because you feel secure instead of working for yourself, which is um, not like uh, secure. I was like that before, right? Believe it or not. So <laughs> that is like significantly limit you how, what you look, look after or go after or how you are trying to receive. And right now, I'm like, keep on telling myself, I'm open to, fully open to receive and give everything. I'm really good at the giving, but I wasn't that good at receiving. Like my ratio between giving is okay, I give a lot. And then when it comes to receiving, I needed more practice. And then I'm still in practice of that too. Um, so that is what I'm learning right now. Just because we are awakened and we are like, you know, sharing our experiences, that doesn't mean Sue and I are perfect. And then <laughs> we have to go through this kind of thing. So we have more insight or we have more aha moment or we have more uh, down to earth tips, what we can share with you so you can put it into your regular life, right? So I started to thinking, okay, how good am I to receive? And then I was like, okay, I'm getting pretty good at receiving. And then today I didn't really fully into like a Peter's um, one day seminar because we have to do this and other things. But the, in the beginning, like he was saying, what is your belief about money? And then I had the belief about, okay, I had to work really, really hard to get big amount mm -hmm. of money. And then also you have to make an effort to make a lot of money. 
And then that means I'm thinking if I'm not making any effort, means zero effort, doing nothing, me existing and breathing, just breathing. I don't deserve to make huge amount of money. I discovered that belief. And then I was like, okay, that's a belief I have to work on because I was doing this article and then people asked, um, have you ever experienced burnout? And then I have been a few. And then that comes from me working really hard and really long hours. And then by myself, not forget delegating to other people. And then I hear a lot of entrepreneurs does that, especially in the beginning of the stage then you can really um, give the high quality performances as a result of you are the only one woman on one show. And that kind of thing. So I'm learning and then I still have this hesitance like, okay, if I'm just breathing, means doing nothing, absolutely nothing. And then I do I deserve to make 5 million a year? I can't say no right now. That's what I have to work on. Then if I'm thinking about the people who is making 5 million without doing much effort, for example, some people, they do have a properties or development. So they have a people work for them or they have a digital product and they have a lot of people who are selling the product for them and then they do make that amount of money while they are not putting much effort. I know that. But part of my brain is thinking, okay, I have to work really, really hard to get it. Otherwise, I won't get it. I still have this belief. And you know what and a lot of us do? And I'm going to confirm you on that because, I mean, my grandparents, all of them worked in a shoe factory and talk about working hard for a little bit of money. I mean, I found one of my grandmother's old pay stubs. It was 50 cents for the week. Now, of course, that was in the 40s. But what I'm saying is they worked really, really damn hard. They came from other countries to come here for the American dream. And they they still live so because the belief has to be there that you deserve to have a good life and then you can allow that in. I want to say this to you. If you think of our colleagues that put out videos and then they put up a subscription service that um, you can go in and check in their videos or that you can do a monthly um, group meeting with them, kind of like something you just launched. Um, why aren't they efforting all the time? And I would suggest that I think what it is, is they do their work, which doesn't feel like work. It feels like fun because when they're inspired, they don't do it, you know, nine o'clock, 12 o'clock, five o'clock, and then put them out on Monday, Wednesday, and Friday, and the other ones on Tuesday, Thursday. It's, it's, it's not so much like work because they put their videos out when they're inspired and they, they may have a light schedule, something that's doable, something that's fun, but it's still work that they enjoy doing. It's still messages that are coming to them or things that they learned like you and I that we share with people that feel inspirational. So it doesn't even feel like work. And I think that's how you can be just breathing. 
we are deserving of all of life's good things just because we're here because we breathe we're source we're aspects of source so for that reason alone we deserve it um but then on top of it all once you add that element of we doing things that we really love and that inspire us that's where the magic happens that's the flow if we're do, like you said earlier, if you keep going to a job that you hate and you're efforting so hard and you don't understand why it's paying off, well, if you hate the work, there's a clue. Um, your energy isn't flowing. It isn't isn't connecting with your soul's purpose for you, which is to be happy. You know, our soul wants us above all. Yes, we're learning lessons. Yes, we're growing. We're ascending. We're doing all those things. But above all, our soul wants us to be joyful because that's the natural state of God's source energy is, is joy, bliss, and love. Um, so, I mean, we, for me, I really had to work on this. I'm deserving. And I've done it for many years. I, like I said, I came from poverty, believing people, people that thought it, even though they worked their butts off, my grandmother, I don't even know how she did it. Not only did she work in the shoe factory, she'd come home and take care of a house full of her kids and three other men grown men we're talking clean house laundry she didn't cook for them but laundry back then was one of those ringer washers and you had to put the starch right in the wash and you had to do things a certain way I mean I don't know how the woman did it and she made she cooked three meals a day um, a lot of it was bag lunch because of you know having to go to work at the shoe factory but you know like to, to even think about everything she did and she lived to be 82 I don't know how but um I I don't want to do that with my life and and I don't think she loved working in the shoe factory I don't think any of them did um this is very hard labor so if we can find flow and if we can invest a little bit of belief in divine timing I think doing the things that we love and um you know after setting our intentions yes we do need to take steps toward it but it doesn't mean we have to effort until our hands are bleeding or our, our emotions are we're so tired physically that we just don't even want to wake up the next day or get out of bed i mean that kind of efforting is a belief in i think it is a belief in connection to poverty thinking which is you know unless you work really really hard you're never going to get anywhere that's something our parents and our grandparents used to tell us and where did it get them you know some of them were successful did they love what they were doing did they lose their success once they stopped doing what they were doing? Um, did they spend too much? I don't know. But um, what we're on to here, what you're talking about is, um, are we worthy? Yes. Are we worthy just being? Mm -hmm. Like you use the example of your parents. And then um, today's Peter's course, <laughs> I had to write, why do I happen to live this week? And then I use my mom as an example. She she makes more money than regular men, you know? And then mm -hmm. she was working very hard. Mm -hmm. So they the one very close example. Mm -hmm. But she also had the disbelief, more money I spend, more money flow in. So she lived in that belief too, which I want to include that belief into my life as well. But beside that, and then couple of multi-millionaires I know of 
I know they work very hard. So like, that's the part of the reason I still couldn't let go of, hey, there's a couple wealthy people who work really hard and making that living. So that was my, you know, left-sided analytical brain is presenting me, look at the fact, look at the fact. But when my personal experience of recent, like uh, a few months, and then I happen to make same amount of money when I am not doing much. Mm -hmm. I'm not saying doing nothing. Well, let me ask you a question. Those people, those people that are working very hard and they're, and they're wealthy, where's the work joy balance? Are they working all the time and never taking any time for themselves? And, and how often are they hanging out with their family and their friends and, or just to sit down and read a book? I mean, we can prove and find examples, like you said, we can find the evidence of people that work really hard and they've received result for that. But then my next question is, okay, if you're, if that's what you enjoy in life, just working hard all the time and you don't want any downtime and you don't want to spend time doing other things like just reading a book or going on vacation or something that calls to mind people that work, work, work all their lives. They made a lot of money. And then the minute they stop working and retire, their body goes to shit and they die. Yeah. That's what I'm saying. Yeah. I happened to find out because I had to find my own facts from how can you disagree with this original concept, right? Mm -hmm. So I found out um, these few months, I worked a lot less means putting effort wise. Mm -hmm. I wasn't working like uh, 12, 14 hours a day anymore, (laughs) you know? And then mm-hmm. I brought the inspire action and the goal with the flow, that kind of thing. And then not to push myself super hard, like not the, like having a rigid schedule. And I happened to make same amount of money. So I kind of like proved myself. Wow. <laughs> <It's a thing. laughs> Isn't it magic? It's wonderful, but it's real magic and everybody can do it. Yeah. So I needed that experience to shut myself up because I always try to bring my logical logic to convince myself I even how spiritual I am I still need a proof because I yeah me too very <laughs> left-sided person very analytical <laughs> person so I was always looking for the proof and then I got my proof and then then I had to shut up and think a little while to say now think about any example of people you might not know personally, like, you know, but you know some people who make huge amount of money by doing very little. And mm-hmm. I do know they exist. I don't know them personally, but how the structure of their systems, how they make a living, and then they hire other people to do whatever the real work. Mm-hmm. But they are not really doing much. They are still spending tons of time with their family, tons of time for doing something make them feel happy. That could be researching for the next project or product or something. Yeah. Yeah. And if you're an ideas guy or girl, that's awesome because 
then you can move on to your next idea. And the people that are doing the work, like you said, they're getting the experience of doing the work. And then guess what those people do? By the time they're pretty expert at it, they go off and they do their own ideas and they can form their own companies because now they've had this experience. So it's a win-win. It's not like a slavery situation where the guy that's not efforting who delegated the work um, and now he's really happy that now the guy that the work is delegated to, he's benefiting because he gets that experience that he's needed. And now he can go, oh, I know how to do this. I'm going to go do my own thing. And that leaves a space for the next person to step in and go, I need some experience. I'm going to do the work. You and I have done the work. We're, we're constantly always working on ourselves, obviously, and introspecting. And we learn more every day. And this is what we try to give on to other people. But that concept you and I had as children is you have to work really, really hard. You have to toil to get anywhere in life or to get money in life or to be comfortable. We can now let go of that because we realize, right? Are you ready to let go of it? I know I am. Oh, I am too. Yeah. That's why your guide and uh, our, my guide are saying, um, which is why we're talking to you guys about this. We are shifting from 4D to 5D. And the 5D of abundance is we really don't have to do much. Everything going to come to us. because Yeah, just do what you love. Do what you love. Put your your work into that. Put your effort into that. Yeah, because a lot of times the manifestation comes to you when you don't really put too much um, importance to it. Like, Last time I was thinking, oh, I wish I can join EMF, which is Peter's um, course. And I was thinking about that. And then a few days later, I got email from him and offering and I joined, you know, that's how easy I wasn't even point the manifest like, oh, you know, I have to. I was like, I wish, you know, it's yeah. be nice. This and that. And yeah. that little bit of energy, it's going to turn down, turn out to be like manifestation because we are not putting too much importance to it. But universe heard us and they, um, probably sense the vibration of it will be fun, that kind of thing, like mm-hmm. flowing, just like what you're saying, Sue, like flowing, like we are in the flow. Yeah, and what you just said is so important. If we say to, uh, you know, I want this, or I'm interested in this, or what if I could have it, or I wonder if I could have this thing or do it. That's the, you know, that's the intention. That's the beginning of an intention. But if we say I have to have it, or I'm not going to be okay, now what do I do? Because I can't afford it. Or now what do I do? Because I'm working on the day that the seminar is happening. That's a problem. We're putting resistance in there. So when we talk about flow, we're talking about like the old, uh, the ancient Tai Chi, uh, Tai, uh, Taoism. Um, So we're talking about flowing with the river instead of now, if I attach to something and outcome and say it has to be this way, or, oh my gosh, what am I going to do? Then you're trying to swim upstream and that's resistance and that's keeping the universe from flowing it into your life. But how perfect your example that you just said, oh, I wonder about this. I'd like to do this. And the universe went, yeah, okay, here's something that works for you in the time that you can do it. 
as opposed to something that was, you know, five days too much uh, of your investment of time. So you didn't have five days. Well, what did the universe do? It turned around and gave you a two day seminar and it's just worked out great. I mean, that's how easy it can be, people. You have to believe you're worth it and you have to be willing to let go of the attachment to the outcome. And that's when you're in flow and you're believing in divine timing because things come exactly when they're supposed to and not a minute sooner. And then um, whatever the stuff you are truly living, that's going to come to you. It means you may not say it, but if you internally believe like, hey, I don't, I don't feel like I'm worthy for Jeff or something, for example. And then you're dating him. And then it's most likely not going to turn out to be forever kind of relationship because you subconsciously think like, okay, I'm not worthy. Therefore, I had to put a lot of effort to him to make him understand how amazing I am. That kind of thing, right? That's yeah. I do with my client all the time. So relationship, money, whatever the thing, you, you, you don't have like, unshakable belief or not even belief knowing you are absolutely worthy i mean you don't even have to feel worthy because you just know you get it yeah then you get it because then you don't even make any effort because you know you get it you know and i'm going to lay it out really simply i got a thought that just came in if you look at the lottery and i'm not saying that's what we're intending but i'm just saying if you mm -hmm. if you were okay so i could consider my next house like winning the lottery if i get everything that i want so it's kind of lottery like why is the the guy before me that won the lottery any more worthy of that winning than i am and I used to think that way when I was younger, I was like, oh, I'll never win the lottery. Never. Oh, the chances, you know, the analytical brain, then they give you the, the, the statistics. This is your chance in 500 million of winning, blah, blah, blah. Ah, so I had to get rid of that belief. Okay. Cause like I said, the house to me, my next house is going to be my lottery, you know, and I want it to be really, really nice. So why am I any less worthy than the guy next door who has an equally nice house or the job that you want? Why are you any less worthy? You've put the time in. You've developed yourself. You know your stuff. You're really good at what you do. Why are you worth any less than the guy next to you who's doing a similar job or the same job? You know, so I just kind of I'm, I'm hoping to shift people's thoughts because as kids, we can really pick up some dense shit, um, some beliefs and, and our parents didn't do it on purpose or whoever raised us didn't do it on purpose or even society. You know, you hear things in society. So it's a collective belief and we pick up some crap that sets us on our journey and it's it's an efforting journey and, and not always the result that we're hoping for. So I just say just you know, whatever it is that you're intending and you want to get into flow and you want to believe in divine timing, then say to yourself, I'm just as worthy as anybody else to have this. Yeah, exactly. Just because someone who has, you know, million views doesn't mean that person's content is million times better than you do. Let's say oh, right. a small YouTuber, right? Right. 
So it's the same thing. It's like um, it's I feel like the universe works in the mysterious timing, even like exposing you guys into the spotlight or exposing um you guys into like a next stage of life. It's like how you're ready, how you're ready to get what you want. Like sometimes when you ask, like, do I really want it tomorrow? And sometimes you're not ready. And but you you can change yourself to I'm getting myself ready. So that's different from I'm not ready. So that you're already changing your thinking. Yeah. I'm, I'm working on myself to be ready. And yeah. those are two very different energies. I'm not ready as a stop sign and a wall. Yeah. But um, I'm I'm getting ready to be ready to re- to be ready, which is always what um, Abraham is saying. You know, uh, Hicks, that lady um, Hicks, she's not wrong. Um, it's a very different energy, it is. and it's a higher energy. What you're saying, I'm ready mm-hmm. to be ready. Yeah. So once you get there, then, okay, I feel pretty comfortable with getting ready. And then you have a bunch of evidence. You did this and this and that. Then you feel like, okay, I'm almost there to receive it. Yeah. You know, if you are like, you know, logical kind of people like you, Sue and I, you can collect those evidence. Yeah. If you're paying attention, absolutely. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I saw a lot of manifestation of, of my flow when I was in Florida and I, I just still high off of it. It's like, that was pretty cool. And, um, if you're walking through life and you're just kind of sleepwalking, you're not going to see the evidence, but if you, if you pay attention in your own world to these little shifts that we're talking about, and some of them are really big shifts then you're going to see the evidence and it's, it's going to rock your world. You're going to be pretty excited about it. Even if it's something like, uh, you know, like you and I noticed Erica with the platform changes and, you know, things disappearing off my computer and then reappear, you know, reappearing in a different way. It's like, you know, your logical mind goes, how the hell is that possible? But no, I was paying attention and I know it's possible because I'm not crazy and it did change. And how cool is that? I just jumped the timeline. Yay. Right. We notice these things and it's exciting. It is. And then we don't have to do everything perfectly. And also this is something I want you guys to notice this asking other people what you should be doing. It's not always a good idea because Mm -hmm. one, you don't even know what kind of vibration they are vibrating on, what kind of a fucked up trauma the other person might have had during their childhood, you know? (laughs) So the best thing you can ask is you can ask to yourself. This is a a part of the reason why Sue and I are doing quantum hypnosis to reach authentic self, to ask the answer to yourself. Instead of asking your mom or your best friend, I mean, that's a good third party extra suggestion after you have a absolute clarity to have extra information that doesn't mean significant weight on making a decision for you, you know, 
but yeah it's like if you're getting some kind of um side information that you didn't know before that can add to your decision but it's not the primary reason you're making a decision i think that's what you're saying is yeah go ahead and ask outside sources but you know in the end you're the one who has to uh go in here and find out what's right for you nobody outside of you knows they don't they don't know that absolutely not and you know what you want and then you know why in deep down why you don't get it your subconscious mind knows mm -hmm. 100 always yeah yeah. And sometimes when you don't get exactly what you want, that's when you get something better that you didn't even think of. And that's kind of cool, too. Yeah, because um, universe can, or our spiritual team or whoever, can look at the much broader timelines. Timelines are not the one timeline, but multiple. And they can't mm -hmm. even predict which way we are going. They can kind of like think which way we might be going according to where, how we are vibrating at, but they can predict 100%, especially, you know, you guys are working on yourself. Anyhow, when that happens and when you are shifting because you worked on yourself, it's really important to have a faith and trust of your every second, every day, every week, you're shifting to a positive timeline. You're making effort. It doesn't even look like appearing into your life. Energetically, it is changing. And then you can start collecting small evidence. Mm -hmm. And you know, this journey is um, never ending. I mean, um... I just want to say about flow again is it's if you're in flow that means you have a vague idea or a, even a very good idea of where you'd like to be but if you don't end up in that exact place um it may be something probably is something that your soul wanted you to to be at where you should be and therefore um it's, it's it never ends i mean it's not a destination our our inspiration our intention setting all these goals that we set for ourselves it's never a final destination because we keep going even then we keep we just keep doing what's next and even after we pass out of these physical bodies we still keep going as souls so um you know that trust can come in if you're willing to say, oh, I'm always being watched over. Uh, the universe is always conspiring that our guides, our spirit teams, they're all the angels, they're always conspiring to bring us the best thing for us. And when I set my intentions, they know me. They know even the subconscious stuff that I'm not even aware of. And they're going to help me get to what's best for me. That's ultimate trust. Yeah. Definitely. And that's what allows flow. I mean, if you can't trust yourself yet, you can trust God, you can trust your spiritual team, you can trust universe. Yeah. You know, yeah. sometimes um, these very faithful people, but very positive and happy people in Christian community, they have a super high vibration because they have unshakable faith. 
And that is like creating so much trust and the flow. Yeah, not just the Christians. I mean, some of the Jews and the Muslims and the the people in Tibet that are out in the mountains and, and they're just meditating all the time. I mean, there's something there. It's, 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 it's like, uh, I hope to get there someday where, you know, I'm just so unflappable that I don't even have a moment like I did today where I panicked for a minute and then I went, wait a minute, I don't have anything to worry about. It's all good. Um, but we just keep moving forward to that. And, the flow getting into the flow of what we're um hoping for and intending and just accepting what comes up and realizing that it's for a reason there's always a reason so even if you get a little wrinkle in the road it's okay really is just go with that and say okay what's this telling me and keep moving towards your intention that's flow you're not letting it stop you it's just a detour doesn't yeah. mean you didn't get what you wanted. You didn't get it the time that you wanted. Yeah. Divine timing is always on time and it will happen when it's supposed to, for sure. Oh, definitely. So do you have any last tips for our audience? Oh, God, just love yourself. I mean, all of this is for nothing if you don't believe you're worthy. So really, really love yourself and tell yourself that you are worth all the abundance that the universe has to give you because you are. Okay. My tip is do not look at the God or universe or your spiritual team or higher self as your parents. If you didn't have a great relationship with your parents, they are really loving us unconditionally, no matter what we do or we are not doing. Okay. Mm-hmm. So like Sue said, they're going to give you the best. And we don't, no matter how great spiritually we are, we are not as advanced as they are. Right. Yet. So um, trust them because they are always guiding us to the right direction. And trust your heart. If you don't feel good because your brain decided to deter you into or uh, talk yourself into not to doing something you felt good about doing something, something new. Maybe it's a good time to think about why you're not following this inspirational guidance, which suddenly occurred to you within you, right? So follow that and trust that and to see where it goes. Have like a child mind. Yeah. You know, that's our best. And if we can <laughs> separate ourselves from mind thinking completely and just falling hard, things going to be so much easier, right? And so we can start training ourselves to trust our um, heart mm-hmm. to see where it takes us, trust our feelings and the way it takes us. That's my two cents. Good stuff. Great. So uh, next week, Sue and I are going to talk with you more interesting topic. Thank you so much for watching. Please share, like, subscribe, and we see you guys next week. Bye. That was good. I thought I felt the power in that one. 
Hi, thank you so much for listening. So soon, I'm gonna bring more interesting topic next Friday. See you guys. Bye. Thank、you